0: I want to talk to everybody about their questions today. If you think that we are talking to you specifically about one thing, I need you to know that we're not. I've said it for years. I have more questions than probably all of you combined. And that's very serious. That is not a figure of speech. That's not to be silly. I have a billion, billion questions. Most of them go unanswered because most of them don't really matter when I actually think about them. But we have, over the last several years, we've had people ask questions. And we lo- I-, I personally love when people ask questions. But what I want to talk about is what it said in verse um, 6. Verse, nope, 5. In constant friction between men of depraved mind and and deprived of the truth, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. Actually, verse 4. He is conceited and understands nothing, but he has morbid interest in controversial questions and disputes about words out of which arise envy, strife, abusive language, and evil suspicion. So I want to start out saying, if you've got a million questions, that's a really good thing, right? If, you, if you're curious about stuff, that's okay. Go look it up and see what it says. Yeah. You should have you should have a lot of questions. There's a lot of books, and and the Bible is not something that you can just master and then have it. It's a living it's a living organism, and never it never stops. Right, so we're always going to have questions, even simple questions like, "Well, what does that even mean for my life?" Yeah, those are good questions. The questions I want to talk about today, quickly is i think so often we have questions that have been placed in our heart and our mind by demonic forces we would call them curiosities but what these questions do is when we start spewing these questions they they actually they go from a curiosity to actually judging somebody's character in one second wow so what's what's the difference wow. in saying like how can God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit be the same all at the same time? You want to know who has that question? Do you know that I'm never going to have that answer? I'm not even sure it's going to matter when we get there. I'm not sure it's going. To, it's not going to matter. But, like, that's a question. But I think so often we have these questions, and, and we talked about it a couple Sundays ago about elders. There's nothing wrong with having questions about elders or, or should women be preaching in church or... Or interpretation of tongues, tongues, or why can't we drink alcohol, or why don't we drink alcohol? You know, those are not terrible questions if it's just an actual question. But so often those questions get directed in such a way that it actually causes um, confusion. Mm -hmm. Because there's a spirit attached to the question. And then the people in your life that you normally would have thought is a safe place, and I'm not just talking about Shine and I, I'm talking about people in your life that have been safe places in your life. Suddenly you ask a question that has confusion or, or discontentment attached to it, or if you got it from another source, all of a sudden that filters through and it breeds fear and anxiety and uh, all of a sudden, there, w- w- where there was trust, there's no longer trust. You may not know exactly why there's not trust.
1: Bitterness, Bitterness division. Bitterness
0: right, and division. And that's what it's sent to do.
1: So it's okay. One thing I was telling Kevin yesterday, I'm okay with qu- questions. When some of you were like, oh, I have questions for you. But sometimes it feels like I'm being brought into question. And I've, how many of you have ever been in a conversation and suddenly someone's asking you questions about someone else, say in this little church or in your family. And if you can start thinking about that, are they really asking questions about that person? Are they bringing that person into question? That's a really good way to start gauging what are these conversations, where are they coming from, like Kevin said, and what are they producing? What is the point?
0: I want to give you an example. Sunday morning, we we started really late because, you know, everybody got here on time for the wedding, so you can't get here on time for church. So we started really late. I love you. I think I did.
1: You did. You were here
0: early. I wasn't talking about you. At least not now. Are you
1: bringing me in a (laughs) question?
0: And right before church I said hello to somebody and they said, you know, I've asked some I've asked a lot of people this question and nobody has the answer. And I was like, What's your question? Now I'm curious about stuff like that. That wasn't the time, but I was curious. And I told Cheyenne, I normally would have dismissed that and said, Text me.
1: Yeah.
0: Especially right before church. And but I felt the Holy Spirit say sit down. So I literally sat down. And this person asked me a question that literally had nothing to do with anything. (laughs) I was so confused with the question that I was like, what does that matter? The timing timing was the worst at all. And so I was like, okay, Lord, you told me to sit down. And so as soon as I opened my mouth, not to answer the question, but to say what he said, clarity was brought. Mm. The question never got answered. But what the Lord said, I believe, it literally knocked stuff off his ears and his eyes, and I believe that it, it shook something up to where that person could then receive for the rest of the service. What they received, I have no idea. It's not up to me. It doesn't matter. It's not my, that's not my job to figure out if that worked. Right. But I'm I'm thinking how him asking me that question could have easily thrown me. And and I would say this: if if he were to ask that to a young believer who didn't know it wonder what that would have done for them not feeling like wow. See cuz I don't feel like I have all the answers and I'm okay with that.
1: Me either. Right.
0: And I know a lot of people that aren't not comfortable not having all the answers.
1: Oh, that like like for real for real and that's a point that could probably be a whole podcast and a right. sermon. Why do your questions drive you? Right. Why, why? And it's a feeling of needing to feel in control. And I think, you know, I've said before, the Lord told me, yes, you have emotions. Don't let them have you. And I would say this, and most people won't listen to me, and it's okay. I mean, I you know, you will. <laughs> I just texted Roland this morning about something he told me last year. I said, you said it, and God revealed it. So... I can say this till I'm blue in the face and nobody's going to get it until God reveals it and opens ears. But I'm saying it's okay to have questions, but don't let questions have you. Because if you are run and driven by questions, you're going to be driven way past where God wants you.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Because peace passes understanding. Let's talk about
0: that real quick then. Why do I say, why would you think that I would say questions are good to have?
1: Why would I think that? I know Rollins says it all the time. He says, have questions, question everything. Um, I have weaned myself you, from but that. But you have
0: a lot of questions. Yeah, I do. You, you and I talk about them.
1: Yeah, it's true. I don't know what, what answer you the re- want. The reason I'm saying <laughs> I that have no idea. Like,
0: so, well, because I'm thinking, when you and I talk about a lot of our, our questions, you and I have a lot of the exact same questions, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. The question isn't to question the writer of the bible i'm never like i don't understand what this means
1: oh Man, this is so paul, good
0: paul really messed up you don't bring paul
1: into question
0: no my so so when you have you should have a lot of questions but those questions should lead you to jesus oh
1: good. So, so good like if, so like
0: if you're having a question to judge another person why do we care about that
1: do you know what i'm saying so good. I'm thinking right now of TB Josh was saying the great men of faith faith had questions. They had doubt, he said. Doubt is fine as long as it drives you to God. That's as what he would say. The same, that's
0: what I'm talking about. It's yes. the exact same thing. Wow. So that when I say I have a million questions, my point of all, all the million questions are is not so I can question or judge you. Oh, this is or so good. Or judge Dr. Remedios. This is or so judge good. Baker. <laughs> this is so good, Hi Baylor. I never call Doc- with I never this. call Doctor Medios and say, Doctor Medios, I just don't know if you're right on this.
1: Okay, so I'm hearing a sentence that sums this up in my mind. Let me Set. know if this is it. So it's okay to have questions. Oh Lord, have mercy. As long as God's character is not hinging on the answer.
0: Right. Right because here's and here's how you can know when the devil is asking a question through you It's very simple <laughs> Is if it takes you from the peace of the Lord right out of the <gasps> peace of the Lord you can you can be very sure that God did not do it and here's how you and here's another way if you were to flip that around opposite I've got about a Whoa. thousand questions, and on my iPad, I have a list of questions, and it's not a list of questions for anybody else to answer. I'm leaving them alone. I wrote them down, and, and if my mind gets too focused on trying to find the answer, I let it go, and I try to forget about it. And I'm That's shocked. what I do. I'm shocked Whoa. at how often those get answered or not, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And but, but,
1: Because you're not willing to lose peace.
0: But I still have peace even having questions.
1: Yes, we're not willing to lose peace. I'd rather never have an answer and not lose peace. We
0: talked to somebody this morning that had a question for us about their life and their, their family's life. And Shine and I were both like, we don't know what to tell you.
1: We're not gone.
0: We don't know what to... We, there is not an answer for every situation on this planet. Right. There is not. There, there's not an answer to every question. And people will be like, well, it's the roadmap for life. It is. And the roadmap is to trust him. Oh. And trust has nothing to do with having the answer. Trust is trusting the one who is oh. the answer, right?
1: And so <laughs> I think
0: the reason I wanted to bring this up is because we get a billion questions texted us all the time. Now, I love questions. I love talking through it. I love talking theology. I love it. And so if you have real questions, my first thing is to say is go look up in the Bible and see what it says and check your heart behind it because if you're asking a question to judge somebody else or judge us, I don't care if you judge us. That's totally fine. But for your
1: peace... My mama cares. My mama cares. My mama cares. (laughs) Baylor cares. No, I'm serious. I don't really care.
0: Like, if somebody says, hey, I think you're doing something wrong, I'd like to know that. Yeah. I would rather somebody be like, hey, I think this is wrong. Can you talk to me about that? I would so prefer that than talking to everybody else about it and create division about something that I imagine we're probably not either doing on purpose, number one, or number two, we're following the letter of the law as it relates to the word of God.
1: Angelica could just put... Oh, law. Siri brought up law. System of rules and guidelines generally backed by governmental authority. Okay, thank you, Siri, for nothing. All right. And Angelica said, this is a quote. Jill keeps, I think she documents pretty carefully conversations and advice and stuff. I know you do, Baylor. I think you probably do, too. Um. She said, I remember once when you told me, Shy, that if God is asking a question, if God, oh, I remember this. If God is asking a question, it will lead to him or to clarity. When the enemy asks a question, it brings confusion. See that as a swarm of bees and get out. Oh, Christian Pardue, your dream is about bees. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. wow. So when God asks... A question. Like if God brings a question in your heart, it will lead to him to clarity. But when the enemy brings a question, it will bring confusion.
0: Okay, let's think about that. What did we read yesterday? What did Jesus ask the disciples? I don't
1: remember yesterday.
0: Why Why are you afraid? Now, Jesus wasn't saying, why are you afraid? So that they can be like, oh, why was Peter fearful? Right? Because the disciples could have easily been like, Peter was so scared. I mean, I wasn't scared until Peter started freaking out.
1: Wow. You know?
0: He was saying, why are you afraid? And, And because he was the answer, he wasn't asking them so that question could have them. He was trying to reveal the answer to them. Oh, it's so good. And so... I want to encourage all of us, like especially if you go to this church, if you have questions, that is good. Why don't you let those questions marinate a minute? Let them just sit around in your mind and ask the Lord, Lord, is this a big deal or not? And if you can't get it out of your mind, then say, Lord, help me to humbly bring this to whoever I need to bring it to. I would say, bring it to me. Send it to Nashville at gmail.com. Take it again. I would love to answer all of those questions. Now, I may not have the answer, and I will be the first one to tell you, I don't have have the answer, I have no idea. Trust the Lord. I just
1: flipped to why are you afraid? praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I flipped to well, it in two gospels you know, yesterday. You know, listen, mm-hmm. That's what I opened to yesterday morning, and then in the evening, I opened in Luke. Um, Jill said that I told her his questions lead to peace, not more confusion, right? Yep, this well, is probably what I a couple would years say ago. that we
0: have had over the last several years. We have problems when people have questions that have them, they start running that by their people, their little cliques, their little
1: clubs.
0: Yeah, their little clubs like, mm. can "You like so do you think it's right that, you know, Shine doesn't wear a head covering?" She does sometimes. Sometimes that could seem like such an innocent question, but if it's coming from yeah. a place of confusion and division, it's not just going to be a simple question, it's going to be attached with that. So, like, if we, I think everybody that's probably watching this believes they could lay hands on somebody, they could be healed. They could lay hands on somebody and baptize them in the Holy Spirit. Whatever, however you want to do that. I'm not sure why we think that with our words, the Bible says that our the power of life and death is in our tongue. So, the enemy is not going to come with a red pitchfork. He's probably going to come with a, a with, with a question. He's going to come with a question that's going to judge God or judge you
1: i'm thinking right now about real people. quick hold Go on, because i'm gonna forget can't what wait what did
0: what did the devil say to eve in the That's very beginning say. i'll say <laughs> it then
1: well i'm thinking of even people here whether it's been their parents or their friends who were immediately jealous of of the community here because those questions will get you confused with god it'll it'll make you lose your peace with God and your unity with your brothers and sisters instantly. <clears throat> instantly and it is a trick of the devil and so people have had family members whether sisters brothers whatever who were not close to God um, attack us attack this community when that doesn't work they will switch to questioning. Mm-hmm. And if you are ruled by having answers to questions, what couldn't work before, like just the accusation, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they can ask the right questions, the enemy still will bring the exact right. thing that he wanted to bring in the beginning. Just, yes. Because the devil didn't start off with accusing God.
0: You know what's crazy is I'm thinking about right now, I've got about seven people in my head that have, that have gone through those seasons of that kind of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Their parents upset about something. And not really even upset, just like questioning.
1: They typically, go typically jealous. They
0: go from free to like a super heavy weight on them. I want to tell you something. If you start carrying a really heavy weight, you might want to think about where you picked it up. Mama. Instead Say of it. instead of asking thirty questions to try to get the answer to something that there is no answer that's gonna lift that weight off. You know what I mean? Because that's the... Oh, Lord. Where did
1: it come from? That's the thing. Think about... Where did it come think from? Think about if we think we can get
0: the weight off of our shoulders, what is that? We think that's gonna, That's the thing. If we get the answer to that, if we get it right, then we'll be free.
1: Oh, that means... We don't Your knowledge freedom. is your idol. Your understanding is your idol. If that's how you feel, you've made an idol out of your understanding. And
0: God is ununderstandable.
1: Amen. Is that a word? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It is now.
0: God is not understandable. It is impossible to understand the mind or
1: Michelle, I think Michelle is saying this should be required listening.
0: Yes. <laughs> but yes. please. You know, what when did we talk about thinking before we speak? Was that last Sunday?
1: You say that all the time, but I think it was.
0: Well, you and I had a conversation about it. I wish people would really think about things before they say them. Mm -hmm. Because I think so often we get into this place to where we just say either what we're used to saying, which is a lie a lot of times.
1: Yeah.
0: But if we think about the question, okay, you know, for years people have said, shouldn't, doesn't the Bible say that women should be silent? Right, and hardly anybody's got an answer for that.
1: More, uh, more probably should. <laughs> Just kidding. No, you know, not
0: really. It's really interesting because I've, I've read through multiple times over the last six months all of 1 Corinthians and all of First and Second Timothy because those are the only two places it even mentions it. Right. And if you read that in context, it's not saying that women should be silent because silent is silent. Yes?
1: Not probably
0: silent. Silent is silent. Right. Now, most churches that believe that they let women sing, they let women pray. It's very confusing. Should they be silent or not be silent? Should they be silent, or according to where is it, Titus, they should teach the, the younger women. So they can't teach, but they can teach. Okay, so then they can't just teach men. So they're silent, but not really silent. Hmm. What is it? Should they prophesy or not prophesy? Philip had four daughters that prophesied.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, let me ask you this what is a prophecy? It's a word of the Lord. This is about as deep a teaching as you can get.
1: Yeah.
0: So they shouldn't teach, but they should prophesy. <laughs> Funny. How do you yeah. prophesy? I'm just saying when you look at things in context, it's actually really, to me, it's super duper clear that we are no longer, uh, her and I specifically, we are one in Christ. Not yeah. Jew or Greek. Yeah. We're not slave yeah. or free. Yeah. We are one, male or female. We are one in Christ Jesus. We're all called to make disciples as the call for all of us. Not just me, her. Right. Uh, I believe every bit of that is talking about order. I, I'm bringing that up not to talk about women in ministry. I brought that up because that's that's a common question. Most people don't care about that question until somebody. Yep. Nobody cares about it until somebody whispers in their ear like, "Oh yeah, I got free. Wait a minute, I got delivered, totally healed. I've had more joy in my life. I'm part of a body. <sighs> Maybe not." And all of a sudden, you just grab these that's huge so true. weights. You you throw the weights right on your shoulders, and you pout because that's what everybody does. They pout, pout just a little bit.
1: Yeah, and stop running. And then because the weights are sent to stop you from you running run, the race, right?
0: And then when it comes down to it, we say, "Where did this come from?" He like, my roommate, who's a Satanist. <laughs> she brought that up, and it's like, "Oh, wait, hold on, what?" The reality is, is, so my roommate who is an atheist and, like, hates God and, like, um, I don't know, is a fortune teller, mm-hmm. but she brought that scripture up and so, like, I just don't know what to do with that.
1: Yeah. Or my mom who's never wanted me at this church to begin with. My mom who doesn't like me. Oh, um, so just switch tactics. But it's working.
0: But see, but but when you look for understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And so when, when it looks to, when... When the devil or the enemy or your flesh, any way you want to look at it, when when something props up like that, props up a question, and that question all of a sudden is almost idolized, you don't quite have the answer, but you instantly think that everybody else is wrong. You might want to check where you are. Shine and I are not above doing something wrong. Just FYI. We're all, we're all people. Mm -hmm. Now we run everything we do by all of our pastoral covering. Okay. If you've got a problem with that, I know a lot of churches you can go to. We'll give you a highly, we'll we'll send you highly recommended. Okay. We'll send over your tithing schedule and everything if you want. Like we'll, we'll give you, we'll, we'll do it. But you're going to find the same problem there when you get there. And so I just, all that to say, I just want to challenge everybody. Think about where that came from. Yeah. If your question is just purely theological. Yeah. How many questions have we sent to Rollin? (laughs)
1: So many.
0: Right. Because there are so many things that I'm like, I kind of get it, but I don't get it. Not even a little bit, but I kind of get it. Like, (laughs) Shine and I were talking yesterday about the sovereignty of God Mm -hmm. and free will. You want to talk about something that will make your head literally explode? It's like thinking about eternity. God is so sovereign and so perfect and so holy, and yet he gives us free will. How much free will? But if he's perfectly sovereign and holy, he knows what we're going to do. So is that free will? It's so complicated, but God is good. Mm -hmm. So if you have questions, pray about those questions. Ask the Lord those questions first. If you get those questions from a source that brings confusion or divisiveness with it, then you don't even have to ask that question. Matter of fact, I'd encourage you not to because it feels like that's a trap being laid. Yeah. Amen? Amen. And lastly, think about where you're asking your questions. Oh. I want to encourage everybody. Think about where you're asking your questions. If If you're in a group of people... And you just decide to throw something out there. I love this. Think about it before you throw it out there. I love this so much. Because, once again, it it takes a lot to hurt our feelings. And I mean Mm. that sincerely. We've been so judged over the last seven or eight years. Whatever. I never cared. Whatever. Judge me. I usually don't like people anyways. I love them, right? (laughs) Right. Love them. Not like. I'm working on that, Lord. (laughs) Theology.
1: You like me. I like you. That's Mm -hmm. the best start. Come on. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Think about great. Think about where you are, because
0: the reason is this, is, is if you're being manipulated, we don't always know that we're being manipulated.
1: Right. Oh. And what if
0: your question could cause another believer Woo! to falter or trip or step into a trap? I just want to encourage everybody. It's not that you can't talk to people. It's not that you can't ask people questions. It's not that you can't do that with everybody you want to do, but ask the Lord first, because too often I see people ask questions they should never ask in a group setting that they ask. And and they don't get the answer they want, but then somebody else gets tripped up. And I just That's want to right. encourage us. Let's be the body. Let's encourage and not trip each other up. The Bible literally talks about that. Let's encourage and help up and help keep people's eyes on Jesus. And it's not that the question doesn't need to be asked, but, but think about where you are when you ask the question. Yeah,
1: if you're confused, don't spread it. Don't spread your confusion. Don't spread your bitterness. Like, seriously. Don't spread your confusion. I'm thinking about um, Hebrews 12.
0: Well, and if you're confused, no, that's not from God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Work at living in peace Hebrews 12:14 Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life for those who are not holy will not see the Lord I mean I don't know how I go past that sentence Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. So the root of bitterness can start in one person, and here's what it does. That bitterness troubles you, but corrupts many. Stop spreading your confusion.
0: And I give you permission. You don't have to. That might be another way to say it. What? That you don't have to spread your confusion. Most people spread their confusion thinking. That's a cultural it out. thing. We don't need to talk. it Everybody out.
1: spreads their confusion all over social media, verbal processing.
0: It's a lie. That's called gossip.
1: This is one reason we talk about friend friend groups here, a lust of the flesh. Yeah, and I want to make it clear: if you want to go to coffee, and you want to text three or four people, do it. Do it. What we're talking about is forming sub-communities within a community. And I was talking to somebody earlier, recently where there was like a kind of a little subgroup, and then that went away, and then there were subgroups within the subgroup all texting about each other. And that's what we hate dealing with. <laughs> when these little things form and something goes weird, which it's going to... Um, Because here at this church, some things we've really, 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 really worked hard to establish is when somebody walks out of the room, they're sure that people aren't going to start talking about them. Everybody pretty much is invited unless we have to have a meeting. Now we're getting so big or if we're meeting to talk over things, but we're just not like, okay, these are our people and they come to church. I don't think that that is what the Lord wants. Partiality favorites. Of course, there are people you're drawn to. But like I said a week or two ago, why are you drawn to them? Sometimes it's not the best thing that you're drawn to them. Sometimes you're bonding over gossip. You're bonding over pity. You're bonding over, you might feel they might be affirming you, and it's because of their deep insecurity. That's what I find. People who give the most affirmation need the most affirmation. So many times you feel so good around someone who is desperately trying to feel good about themselves. I've seen people come, and I think maybe afraid they wouldn't be invited on some inner circle that we don't know about yet, and form their own inner circle to avoid that pain. And none of it's, terrible but it can all get wonky really really fast so I would say be careful when you're trying to form these little groups because you're kind of going to become the leader of that group and you're are you, are you ready to deal with their constant issues and problems and insecurities and drama you know what I mean what are you thinking
0: yeah not about that
1: I know I want to hear what you're thinking
0: one, I'm thinking one thing that has really helped me is with questions is writing down without just talking about like i don't talk them out, out with you right away right i i write them down i just let them sit and and i've had questions that have come from places that don't matter it's so they've good. come from they've come from people that it almost feels like stirring me up. And if, if it stirs me up, I will delete that question off of my list. Not because I'm not curious so about the answer, but because good. I don't want what came with it.
1: Oh, it's
0: you know so I mean? good. And like, when I tell you I have a lot of questions, I, I don't think you, I, there's no way to magnify that. Like, I'm not trying to, make it bigger than it is i have so many questions yeah i can hardly go a morning without reading without being like well i need to research that because i I enjoy that but but i don't want to research something that god's not leading me to you know and like this morning he led me right to that scripture specifically to that scripture i could not get away from it i read all of first and second timothy over and over and over i read it in like three different translations because you were still asleep
1: yes and
0: It's interesting that those questions in verse 4, but you go down to verse 10 is when it says, for the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil. And some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. I don't think it's a coincidence. there's, There's six verses in between that or five. And so I just want to encourage you, have your questions. That's fine. Write them down. Ask the Lord. Let them sit. Let them marinate. Be careful where you ask the question. Ask the Lord when you should ask that question. If you feel released, text Shine and I or email it to the church email. Like, But don't make the question bigger than God and don't make the question bigger than the people you have in your life. And if it has any confusion or anxiety or anything attached to it, do not ask that, delete that question in your mind because that is the devil trying to stir you up. Eve, did God really say, because that is bringing God's character right into question. Now I want to ask you this, was God, was God, has God ever been wrong?
1: No, never. So
0: Satan asked a question that literally was just completely off base. But if you ask the question and you receive the question, because I imagine in Eve's mind, she said, well, yeah, God said we can eat of every tree, but not that tree. All it takes is a seed of doubt. That's all. That's it. And so I want to encourage us. Let's let's be careful with the questions we ask. Let's be careful with the things that are weighing us down. And let's not transfer our weight to other people. Let's, let's be free if that came from if you really if you're really excited or, or interested in something but there's confusion attached to it, you might need to be delivered of trying to understand something that you're never going to understand. And that is a lifelong I mean think about it. theologians for years are, they still differ for hundreds of years still differ on certain scriptures. They think this means specifically this and some means this specifically this. It's not a heaven or hell issue usually, but like that they spent their entire life trying to learn. They, they know how to speak Hebrew and read Hebrew. They know how to speak and read Greek. They know the context, the, the context and the cultural uh, background for all of it. And they're still like, mm, I wonder what exactly that means. And I'm not saying that you are not as smart as them. You probably are fine. But none of us can know the mind of Christ. Amen?
1: Well, the full knowledge of God. There's no way... Thankfully, by faith, we have the mind of Christ, but we don't know all the answers. I'm just thinking, I just turned to Hebrews 12 in the Amplified, and before it says, see to it that no one falls short of God's grace with the bitterness, continually pursue peace with everyone. Don't let your peace hinge on the answers to those questions. Continually forsake your questions if it disrupts the peace but don't forsake peace. Forsake questions that disrupt peace, but do not forsake peace. The Bible says continually pursue peace with everyone and the sanctification with without which no one will ever see the Lord. That's a big deal. That is not like church growth, curriculum so we can have a bigger church. This is saying so that you will actually see God. This is saying pursue peace because you want to see the Lord. This is saying pursue peace that brings about sanctification that makes you holy because without holiness, you will not see God. This is a big deal. People see to it that no one falls short of God's grace, that no root of resentment springs up. And causes trouble, and by it, by what? That root of resentment. By it, many be defiled, and see to it that no one is immoral or godless like Esau. Now, you might think, what's the connection there? I'm going to say that I can sense. Some people who have constant questions that are divisive and disruptive, there is immorality in their heart. They long for the world. They, they want to look like this is what they're pursuing, but this is what they long for. See to it that no one is immoral or godless like Esau, who sold his own birthright for a single meal. Could you be selling your place in the kingdom for one single answer to one single stupid question? For you know that later on when he wanted to regain title to his inheritance of the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no opportunity for repentance. There was no way to repair what he had done. No chance to recall the choice he had made. Even though he sought for bitter tears, you could say, well, that can never be me. If that could never be you, that would not be in Hebrews 12. You could you could lose your place. I'm not talking about just in this church. I'm talking about in the kingdom for a single answer, pursuing an answer to a single question brought by the enemy, you could lose your place with the Lord. I mean this is what I see. Forsake the questions that trouble you and bring bitterness and resentment and can cause division. Division, continually pursue peace. And you can say, but I don't think I can have peace so I can understand this. Then you will not have peace. Here or later. Because the peace of God surpasses understanding. So you need to get okay. I'm going to tell you, if you want to have the peace of God, you're going to have to get okay with not having all the answers. Otherwise you're never going to have peace Here or there That's kind of real strong (laughs) Well I'm just reading the word It's very clear Wow Okay Kevin's done so I am too Because we're on a date (laughs) <laughs> our kids come back tonight <laughs> next podcast dating <laughs> dating and friends in the church <laughs> dating and besties <laughs> Hallelujah. oh my goodness thank you lord
0: thank you jesus i pray father that we will oh. take your word so seriously i pray that we would take our questions significantly less serious than you. And I pray, Father, that if, if that we would have the recognition that if anything is attacking us, any weights being put on us, I, I pray that we would actually shake them off and run, flee. Amen. And I pray, Father, for more unity in our church and more breakthrough. I pray that you wake us up. I thank you, God, for a warning and encouraging and challenging. Thank you for always loving us. I pray that we would live our lives to love you in the mighty name of jesus in the mighty name of
1: jesus amen 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 amen
0: amen amen <laughs> amen it's more proper
1: right <laughs>
0: i rebuke that no it's fine I'm just love you bye <laughs>
1: sure bye